You are listening to the World of Games Podcast. Hey guys, what is happening? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you may be on this big blue marble we call planet Earth, happy Windy Wednesday, hump day, right? What is it? It's noontime. I'm starting really late today. I had a lot to accomplish. (laughs) I had one hell of a morning. I can't wait to tell you guys about it. In fact, I put it up on YouTube. I'm about to put it up on YouTube. It was an incident I had with Petco this morning. That's pretty funny. I might talk about it a little later. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, it's really windy. Really warm today. I had a whole bunch of stuff I was going to talk about. I thought I had saved some of my stories up to Google Drive. I had pulled them off my phone, right? But... It had ended up getting lost somewhere. I don't know. I can't pull it up out of the drive. It's not here. So I'm just going to have to do this episode on the fly. But I did come across one story that I'm going to get into next. And it's from SF Gate. It's a story. It goes like this. It just says, How Corner Store Cocktails in Ziploc Bags Became Legendary in San Francisco. I have not read this story yet. Uh, I kind of, like I said, just doing it on the fly, just going freestyling with the stories. So I'm gonna, we're going to tackle that story, and I'll find some other stuff to talk about. It probably won't be a whole long podcast, not like the last one. I, my apologies. I'm telling you, once I get started, I'm off to the races. So I'll try to minimize my rants, but I really did have a lot on my mind with that whole DMV thing. So anyhow, regardless of that. Yeah, so let's get into the story when I come right back. All right. Looks like we got an update with Jeopardy. It looks like they finally made a decision. <laughs> I can't believe they got this one. For, it says right here, Jeopardy announces Ma'am Bi- I, I have always had trouble mentioning her name. Ma'am Bilek. She's the, she's the gal from Big Bang Theory. She's Sheldon's girlfriend. That's who she is. Her name is Ma'am Bielik. I'm sorry if I botched it, but that's who she is. I hear she's unhinged, too. Uh, But there's two of them. It's her and Mike Richards, that guy we talked about earlier, as permanent hosts to replace Alex Trebek. So they're going to use two people, a guy and a gal. But it says right here, Mike Richards and Ma'am Bielik will officially split hosting duties as a new permanent host of Jeopardy. Sony Pictures Entertainment on Wednesday announced that after a lengthy search process and close to a year of guest hosts, the Jeopardy executive producer and the former Big Bang Theory actress will act as the permanent replacements for Alex Trebek. Trebek was the host of the popular game show for 37 years before he died in November of 2020 after a lengthy and, uh, and public battle with stage four pancreatic cancer. The current idea is to have Richards take over in season 38 for regular play while the Call Me Cat star headlines an upcoming crop of spin-off and special events games such as the upcoming Jeopardy! National College Championship at, M- at ABC. And quoting, 
I am deeply honored to have the opportunity to host a syndicated version of Jeopardy and Richards in a press release. Never in my wildest dreams could I have imagined being chosen to step into a role of this magnitude. I am incredibly humbled to step behind the, the lectern and will work tirelessly to make sure our brilliant contestants shine in each and every episode. Alex believed the game itself and the contestants are the most important aspects of the show. I was fortunate to witness his professionalism, intensify, and kindness, and it just goes blah, blah, blah. So he's just, he asked, kisses Alex Trebek. And Balik, she said, I couldn't be more thrilled to join the Jeopardy family. What started out with my 15-year-old repeating a rumor from Instagram that I should guest host the show has turned into one of the most exciting and surreal opportunities of my life. I'm so grateful and excited to continue to work with Mike Richards, and I'm just over the moon to join forces with him and Sony after all the conversations we've had about the partnership I am just so ready to get started that's cool I, I've got no problem with that good for her and it goes on and they're just ass kissing each other looks like so right on very good so there's your update on Jeopardy that is who's coming in I guess a former producer I guess he had some back uh, some issues back in the day I guess they were trying to cancel him the cancel culture people, whoever the fuck they are. And uh, the Big Bang Theory girl. So good for her. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how it works out. Huh. This is interesting. So I just got done talking about the Jeopardy, you know, announcing the new host. And I was browsing through New York Post. And here's one where it's pretty much... <laughs> I guess there's a uh, fans are not liking it too much it says right here this, like I said it's from the New York Post fans rip apart new Jeopardy host was fun while it lasted and it goes looks like the popularity of the new hosts of Jeopardy are in fact in Jeopardy news broke on Wednesday that after a long and exhaustive search for the new host of the icon iconic game show its executive producer Mike Richards and actress Mamim Blalik I still have trouble saying that sorry both scored the coveted job with Richards in the daily hosting seat and by leak helming spinoff interactions. But fans aren't happy with the two taking over for the late Alex Trebek. The Big Bang Theory star 45, 45? Wow, I didn't know if she was that old. Uh, tweeted out a response to the news quoting, It's true, been waiting a long time to tell y'all. Really, really honored and astounded and excited for this. It's beyond anything I ever imagined could happen. Viewers were hoping that the new host would be a fan favorite, LeVar Burton, who guest hosted the quiz show on July 26th. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Megan McCain disappointedly tweeted, Why couldn't they just give it to LeVar Burton like literally everyone on the planet wanted? Oscar-winning filmmaker uh, Matthew A. Cherry interjected, R.I.P. Jeopardy was fun while it lasted. Another fan, New York Times reported, Ested Herndon wrote, After all that, the Jeopardy exec producers just chose himself. Laughing my ass off. <laughs> wow. Selma director Ava DuVernay posted a Shit's Creek meme and wrote, me trying to create a show right in this moment for LeVar Burton to host and make an international hit. And I just, let me see what it says. Let me try this. I don't know if you can hear it. Probably not. Oh, it's just some 
gif meme. I don't know. I don't watch the show. If you want to see it, it's on the New York Post. It's nothing you look at. Other fans chimed in with their thoughts on the new hosts, quoting, I'm glad to see Maim Balik. But definitely was on Team LeVar Burton. The two of them would have been great together, wrote one user. Journalist Jamal Jordan, known in the Twitter sphere as Liz Uzi Hurt, added Jeopardy. I've never heard of that person. Uh, quoting Jeopardy, chose two hosts and neither is named LeVar Burton. <laughs> wow. Jesus. You know, I didn't know LeVar Burton was even hosted. I haven't watched Jeopardy in forever, to be honest with you. It just kind of got stale. I mean, I know there's fans out there, and I know it's exciting. I mean, I'll be honest. I tuned in on maybe about two years ago, <laughs> and uh, that's when uh, What's-His-Face was still on. But really, it just uh, it never interested me. All those different variations like Celebrity, Jeopardy, uh, College Jeopardy, all that shit. I just never really gave a shit, you know? It never was an interest to me, so I don't know. I just didn't know LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton's cool. You know, he's all Star Trek and everything, so... <laughs> if you're a Star Trek guy, I mean, you probably definitely have been pushing for him to be the host, but... Uh, let's see. Um, all right, so there you go. The fans don't like it. was going to go a day without talking about Gavin Newsom because I lost that one link to the one article I was going to talk about. But this one's even better. I like this one. This one just broke. It's coming out of Fox News. It just says, Pelosi says Newsom recall is not good for children and other living things. So you know I had to click on this one. I had to check it out. Now, first off, if you don't know, Nancy Pelosi, right, she is... And I guess you can say an aunt through marriage. Uh, he's she's the aunt of Gavin Newsom. He's he's the nephew. He's the spoiled little boy uh, that grew up with Auntie. Well, I, I mean, he didn't grow up with her. He, he's through. He's she's an aunt through marriage. It, it's a whole Northern California liberal thing. I don't know. They're they're inbreeding each other. I guess I don't know. But anyhow, it goes like this. The story starts off like this. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi declared Tuesday that California Governor Gavin Newsom is a great governor and that the recall election is not good for quote-unquote children or other living things. Oh, hell no! <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. She does not have any fucking room to talk about what's good for people. Okay, she's far from that. I don't know. Have you guys seen the local video? Have you seen videos lately of San Francisco? It's a fucking hot mess over there. Okay, so she needs to hop on her broom and fly the fuck back over here and start sweeping up her district. You know, with that fucking broom she has. Her real mode of transportation, the old witch. <laughs> but hey, I digress. Right? I'll, I'll, I'll pause for a second on that. Uh, let's see. Pelosi, the Democrat from California, spoke during a press conference touting the American Rescue Plan and its billions in federal emergency rental assistance when she was asked to weigh in on the upcoming special election in which Californians will be asked to vote on recalling Newsom. Quoting, we have to vote and we have to reject the recall, she said. 
Pelosi called Newsom a quote-unquote groundbreaking leader in progressive issues and said she's quote-unquote very, very proud of his record. <laughs> well, then let me tell you something. Right from the start, that's a bad endorsement. Coming, <laughs> coming from Nancy Pelosi, that's the worst thing you can do. She has just totally fucked this state up, too. She's totally ignored it. Let's just be realistic. It has a video here. I'm not going to play it. I, I wouldn't even want to play this shit. To hell with her. I don't have time to listen to her. I, I've kind of put her in the back of my mind right now. But she does say he's been a great governor, and I'd like to see this, shall we say, Newsom. Quoting, he's been a great governor, and I'd like to see this, shall we say, nuisance. But it's part of what can you, what you can do, so we respect that. But we have to also get out the vote, she said. Quoting, reject the recall, she said. It's not good for you. It's not good for children or other living things. Pelosi added that she... Pelosi added that she's ready to get on with it as far as the election, saying that while Republicans are enthusiastic about the possible outcome, Democrats aren't very worried about it. Californians will mail in their ballots for the September 14th election in a vote to recall Newsom or keep him in office. The ballot will include a second question asking for the 46, four of the 46 candidates should replace the governor. Newsom on Monday urged his supporters to leave that question blank and just focus on voting no on the recall. <laughs> this guy, man, he is really fucking worried, man. Now he's betting on his aunt to come bail his ass out. So you know there's going to be a lot of outside money. Let me tell you something. First off, what's going on in America today originated from Northern California. I told you guys in oh podcast, what, a couple of years ago? I told you this was going to happen. Whatever happens in Sacramento is going to happen around the country if you voted for Joe Biden. What's happening now, because, I, and yes, I'm bringing Joe Biden into this, because he's he's doing exactly what Gavin Newsom is doing to the state of California. That's why this recall is so important, because the rest of America is watching this. Okay? This is going to have a ripple effect. If the people of the state of California don't step up and vote this guy out, and, and at this point, I'm kind of looking towards Larry Elder. I want to give everybody a fair, fair shake. But the time is coming up here pretty soon, September 14th. And we got to get a lot of people rallying around one guy. And right now, Larry Elder is putting the hurt on Gavin Newsom. And it's, it's very exciting. It's very interesting. Um, again, I always like to give everybody a fair shake. But, you know, probably... By the end of this week, I'm just going to have to, me personally, endorse somebody. I'm going to be talking about the guy uh, or gal, whoever I decide to elect or throw my vote at. And, uh, yeah, this guy is getting really worried. He's pulling out all the stuff. He's calling his aunt. He's saying, hey, auntie, you know, hook me up some money. Hook me up some, you know, financial backers. You know, help me out. Help me grift my way back into, you know, maintaining my seat and my control, you know, my tyranny. And that's what's happening here. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> just hearing somebody as incompetent as Nancy Pelosi. I mean, just hearing somebody as incompetent as Nancy Pelosi is... 
I mean, that right there should red flag every Californian, every American for that matter. Let's, let's just be honest. I couldn't find those stories I had saved on my Google Drive. I don't know what happened. Usually I have no problems uploading the links, but I don't know. It just says some kind of security thing popped up. <laughs> oh, that's not good. It says on September 13th, 2021, a security update will be applied to some of your files. And it just shows uh, one of my files, one of my DMV files. So I guess I better take care of that soon enough. All right, let's get to the story right here. Uh, this is pretty funny. I just glanced at it just a little bit, but it's coming from SF Gate, and it goes like this. It says, how corner store cocktails and Ziploc bags became legendary in San Francisco. Uh, I didn't know there was such a thing, and I'm right here in the Bay Area, so I don't know. Maybe that, that's a local city thing. I don't, I haven't been to San Francisco in, honestly, several years, so I, I can care less what's going on over there these days. But let's find out together here. It just says, um, on the outside, Mr. Liquor on Valencia Street looks like your average corner store, but any veteran day drinker at Dolores Park knows that it harbors a well-known zip-locked secret. <laughs> okay. Oh. Hmm. With names like Thug's Passion, Liquid Viagra, and Hurricane Irene, <laughs> do-it-yourself cocktails in a bag colloquially known as cutty bags are potent mixed drinks that are only found at select corner stores in San Francisco, predominantly in Mission and Bayview neighborhoods. <laughs> now, I, I quit drinking, thank God. But if I heard, any, heard about this, I probably would want to check it out. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I, I would go check it out. But uh, I digress. Uh, they contain an assortment of airplane bottles of booze in mixers and around 10 bucks you will get absolutely wrecked. The way it works is simple. Purchase your cocktail of choice, pick up a chill-to-go cup by the counter, and conspicuously pour and mix the cheap elixirs together in public, either hunched over by a trash can or a vacant stoop. Uh, definitely not speaking from experience here. That's what the writer says. Uh, I don't. How would he know, first off? I bet he knows more than he's letting on to believe us to believe. You know what I mean? Although these bag drinks are legendary in San Francisco, little is known about their true origin story. However, it's evident that cutty bags are an integral part of hyphy culture, the Bay Area hip-hop movement of the 1990s and early 2000s. First referenced in hyphy lore by rappers Tay Day Tay and Big Mac. In the bouncy 1998 single, Cuddy Bang, Tay Day Tay, croons, quote-unquote, got it from the 3rd Street liquor store. <laughs> While Big Mac spits, I got the magic potion, and I step to the mic, and I start exploding. Clearly referencing the drink of the year. 
Then in 2000, California noise terrorists came out with a similar single that pays homage to the, the sugary radioactive party drink. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, in my drinking days, I'd have been all over this. I would have to check this out. I'd take the bar train over to what, Bayview District? Yeah. Hook me up a, <laughs> hook me up a sandwich bag full of that shit. Let me try that out. Thank God I stopped it. Just saying. Uh, however, I still wanted to know about the actual history of cutty bags. What I quickly discovered, unfortunately, was that almost no one around to was around to talk. The only trace of Tay Tay is his barren MySpace page, and I received only crickets from old school blog writers, journalists, and hip hop labels. I'm not the only one who's curious about cutty bag. You know what that you know what those things sound like? Those sound like something that would be whipped up in a county jail. That's what it sounds like. But I guess instead of, you know, making pruno, I guess you could just, you know, I guess they can go in, I guess these grifters would probably go in and steal like a case of these little, you know, what, shots of booze and shit and make this stuff. I don't know. I mean, with that kind of, you know, energy, you would think these guys would actually make an actual product and, and make legitimate money off this stuff, but I don't know. I guess it's kind of fun just, you know, the hustle of it. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. Sandwich bags full of booze, not my thing. But I would try this, though. I would try it. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> sorry about that. I'm not the only one who's curious about Cuddy Bangs, though. According to a previous investigation by Broke Ass Stewart. Oh, yeah, he's that guy that, uh, yeah, I, 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 I read a couple of his shit. Yeah, he's a local guy. Uh, they were first sold at oft-referenced Bayview Liquor on 3rd Street and Charlie's Pharmacy at 1101 Fillmore. And to this day, Mr. Liquor on 23rd in Valencia is still chock full of them. You know what? Now, I'm not even going to think about it. I, 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 if I go into the area, I'd go see if they're in the store. I'd have to just see what they look like. I wouldn't buy one, I swear to God, but I would have to check it out. Just, just out of curiosity. While liquor stores in, in historically black and Latino neighborhoods have discreetly sold Cuddy Bangs for the past two decades, it seems that the bar industry is catching on following the recent legalization of to-go cocktails. Some bars, such as Hello Stranger in Oakland, have been introducing their own versions of Cuddy Bangs as a way to stay relevant during lockdown. Quoting, We were sharing a fun tradition with our crowd that references local hip-hop culture. Unquote, Hello Stranger co-owner Summer Jane Bell says, We're a hip-hop club with DJs every night of the week, so there's a huge tie-in. Nevertheless, LaCroix-infused flavors like Staycation and Torque Train <laughs> simply can't compare to the OG stuff. Hello Stranger declined to share the pricing on their version of the Cuddy Bang. Yeah, oh yeah. You know they're, they're, they're probably selling it like, what, club prices? If guys on the street are selling it for like 10 bucks, you know they're going like 15, 20 inside the bar, inside the club, you know what I mean? So yeah, they, of course she's not going to talk about it. Probably about 20 bucks of a sandwich bag. I don't know, are they, are they served in sandwich bags? I, I have no idea. <laughs> That's, it's very interesting. Researching the Cuddy Bang also brings back distinct memories of the before times. For years, friends and I would get Cuddy Bangs at, at Mr. Liquor Beeline for Dolores Park and stumble back to the 49 bus stop completely drunk. So on one so on one balmy Saturday afternoon I decided to revisit my unglorious days and stop and stop by Mr. Liquor to get some answers. 
when I stepped inside, it was as if nothing had changed. All neighborhood corner stores, it seems, are pleasantly struck by time. I approached the manager, Joe, who initially denied running the store over the phone because he thought I was a cop. I think he was relieved to see that I was just a malnourished freelance writer instead. According to Joe, who requested we only use his first name, Cuddy Banks have been around for more than 20 years and were first popularized by the legendary Bay Area rapper E-40. However, when I pressed him for details, he didn't specify why, quoting, Then everybody did it, he says, attempting to cash in a, on a growing trend. Liquor stores all over San Francisco and Daly City claim to carry these quote-unquote hood drinks and mix kits first. <laughs> and, uh... It just goes on. That's very interesting, though. How do you come up with the names? I asked, casually, gesturing to my friend Kat's Cuddy Bang of choice. Quote, I guess it was called Horny.com. <laughs> That's the name of it. Uh, Joe and the clerk laughed. Oh, this? I don't know. We made it up like two days ago. He says with a shrug. Naturally, it flew off the shelf. Still, the most sought-after Cuddy Bangs are the classics High Speed and Adios Motherfucker, <laughs> which comes with the complimentary Swisher. Uh, there's also Hyphy Tito's, which has apple-flavored Hyphy juice, and my personal favorite, which is simply called 911. <laughs> 911, what's your emergency? Uh, coming up with original recipes is a process that Joe and his employees take pretty seriously. Sometimes after work, they'll go to his house in Daly City, hang out with his home theater, and try out new flavors before deciding whether to carry them. They're kind of like hood drinks, according to Joe. His now-deceased uncle had been making Cuddy Banks for the, for the store the past 25 years, and it's since become a family tradition. He waves me over to the counter where he pulls out a leather-bound book of recipes, his Cuddy Bang Bible, if you will. Jeez, and it just goes on. My God, this is a long-ass story. I'm not going to get into all of it. Well, it's almost over. You know what? You get the whole gist of it. I thought that was pretty interesting. I never heard of these things. Uh, there is no picture. I don't see no picture. Hold on a second. It does have something. I'm trying to click on it. No, there's nothing. I'm just going to put it out there. I could be wrong, and you can correct me. Just send me a message, but I would have to imagine that these are almost like how they make Pruno in jail, except, you know, you're on the outside, and you, ha you have easier access to booze and stuff like that. I would have to think. Just a quick reminder. Make sure you go and subscribe to my Twitter page at the Real WOD on updates when I'll be dropping podcast episodes as well as when I release any videos on YouTube or Rumble. Also on Twitter, I'll be posting news articles as well as videos that I talk about on the podcast. So go ahead and subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell. Thanks. Alright guys, that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for stopping by and checking out the podcast. I'm going to be putting out this one video. It's, it's a video I shot of myself uh, kind of explaining this uh, birdseed heist I got involved with this morning at Petco. Go check it out. Oh boy, I mean, I'll probably, you know what I'll do? Probably Friday, I'll release the audio version if you don't want to check out the, the YouTube. I, I, I'd ask you to go ahead, check out the YouTube version. Uh, I need some viewership over there. I haven't been putting out too many videos over there. I should really get into it more. But I've just been so busy with the whole driver's license bullshit and just other things. 
but go ahead check it out i'll be putting it out there probably sometime today or tomorrow go check it out i'll release i'll i'll cut the audio for you for friday it's about four minutes it's pretty interesting but uh the story behind it let's just say it has a lot to do with masks (laughs) the whole mask issue so with that being said i'm done I'm out of here. I'm a ghost. You guys have a wonderful Wednesday. I will talk to you Friday, hopefully in a less windy spot, okay? Peace out, everybody.